0: The first scripture reading this morning comes from 1 Corinthians twelve thirty one b through thirteen three. Uh, in this encounter based on love and, and hope for love, this is a beautiful reading and uh, it's going to sound familiar to you, I think. I've used parts of it in the weddings of both of my daughters and uh, there's so much good news in the New Testament and direction to love. Uh, if you had one to look at, look at 1 Corinthians. This is, this is powerful stuff. This is 31b through 13.3. Now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way. If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, And if I have faith that I can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, give over my body to hardship that that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always preserves. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we all know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness, completeness comes, what is part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned as a child. When I became a man, I put away childhood, put my childhood behind me. For now we see only reflection in a mirror, then we shall see face to face. Now I know part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love.
1: Amen. Thank you. And thank you, Maureen.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> My friends, our second text for today. <clears throat> Our sermonic text for today is still in connection to our sermon series for this month, which is the Gospel According to Stevie Wonder. The Gospel According to Stevie Wonder. Our second text comes from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7-12. through But before we read, that is correct. Bible check, Bible check. We encourage you to bring your Bibles when you come to the house of the Lord. 1 John 4, 7 through 12. Please, my friends, listen and read along. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because, yeah, God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This love, not that we love God, but that God loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sin, dear friends. Since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you today for all that you have done. And all that we have witnessed, for we know that you're using these things to prepare us to hear a word from you. So right now, make me less. Allow me to decrease so that you can increase and become more and fix us by clearing our minds, opening our hearts, and unstopping our ears so we can hear from you. And upon hearing from you, we want to leave this place better than the way we arrived. Yes, Lord, we just want to be better than the way we were before. In your name, we ask it all amen if you would please turn to a neighbor look at them good and if you're by yourself just look at me and say friend today's sermon is called loves in need of love today today. amen and this is stevie wonders loves in need of love today serious news to pass on to everybody what I'm about to say could mean the world's disaster could change your joy and laughter to tears and pain is that Big leaves Before it's gone too far mm-hmm. Ooh. 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 Ooh Ooh yeah, Yeah Ooh. The force of evil Plays And it will, if we let it destroy everybody. We all must take precautionary measures. If love and peace you treasure, then you hear me when I say. Oh man. the song I'm doing. (laughs) Stevie's stuff is high and I'm not really a a baritone I'm a I'm a barely tone. (laughs) Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know I grew up uh, I grew up hearing that God really did not need us. That we needed God. That God was omnipotent, all-powerful, and did not depend on us for anything. However, we depended on God for everything. And the text today says God is love. God is love. This is why God must love us, although we at times and before struggle to truly love God. Some of us may still truly struggle with this. But Stevie Wonder's song shares that love is in need of love today. Today. Why? Well perhaps because in 1974 when this song was released there were people who were marginalized and reduced in this country and throughout the world just like it is today. Some 49, yeah 49 years later, and all the institutions, and of all rather, of the institutions in this world, the church, the church has, and is seemingly struggling the most. How odd is that? The church of Jesus Christ, the church of our Lord, God, who is love, seems to have a hard time loving as God would have us to. Well, parent, there are lots of types of love floating around out there. So what kind of love are you talking about? So glad you asked. You see, the kind that I'm talking about is patient is kind does not envy or boast it's not proud or rude or self-seeking it's not easily angered it doesn't keep record of wrongs or delight in evil but rejoices in the truth The kind that I'm talking about always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. The kind that I'm talking about never fails. It never fails. Love is what God is and what God expects to receive from us and what we are to give to each other. And if we can't do that, mm mm-hmm. If we can't do that, the text says that we don't have God in us. Ouch, if you can't say amen. <laughs> and that would be the reason why loving everyone is so hard because we don't have the one who is love, the love that we need for everybody. So I told you I was in Charleston this past week, and while I was there for this caucus, uh, I heard a lot of of great sermons. Ron, you would have loved it. Great sermons this past week. Ron teases me all the time when we have a guest preacher. He says, maybe we'll get a good sermon today. So so you would have been happy (laughs) there in Charleston, Ron. So a lot of great sermons. And I heard a, a reference to a text that caught me. That caught me, and I had to go back and rework what I was going to do on today. The reference was to a passage that is found in the synoptic gospels of a woman with an unstoppable blood flow, a hemophiliac. And according to to Leviticus chapter 15, this woman is unclean, and if she's found among people, the penalty could range from community expulsion to death. But she takes a chance. She enters a crowd around Jesus. She lunges forward and touches the hem of Jesus' garment. Believing that that was going to be enough to heal her, and it was. It was. Then Jesus looks around to see who touched him. And the woman finally comes forward, and she admits that she was the one who did it. And then Jesus says, your faith has healed you. Your faith has made you whole. Now, listen closely, because this is what gets me. You see, Leviticus would have been a part of the Bible, a part of the holy scriptures that Jesus had access to. There were no gospels in Jesus' day because he was living it out. There were no letters to any churches in Jesus' day because that came after Jesus would ascend and go back to heaven. So the Bible that Jesus had would include Leviticus. And he understood, he knew the penalty of this woman's actions, what they were supposed to have been, but he ignored that. And he blessed her anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. You see... The reason why I believe is because Jesus understood the difference between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. And because he understood the difference between the two, he was able to allow his love for this woman be the determining factor in what he was going to do and how he viewed her. So Jesus chose to be a blessing to this woman And not a hindrance to her you see love never fails if and that's a big if if it's the love of god if it's the love of god it never fails that's what the text points out unfortunately however many of us in the church lack the love of god now, don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about here. I ain't talking about y'all, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your cousin's church, the one back behind the barn, past the field, across the stream. Oh, it's a whole bunch of problems at that church, bunch of folks having a hard time over there, so you need to give them this sermon when you see them the next time. because they're lacking the love of God and it is seen in how they act. Hello somebody, that's how I know. You see, I see folks in the church trying to discredit each other. I see folks in the church choosing issues that will divide us. I see folks in the church choosing issues that will marginalize, ostracize, and crush many of us and that ain't love. that's not love now yes love will tell you when you're wrong but love will tell you in a way that will edify you not humiliate you not destroy you and those of us who truly have love should feel compelled to truly help love today if you read the rest of this chapter you'll run into these words 1 John 4, these are verses 19 through 21. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother or sister, that person is a liar. For those who do not love their own siblings whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Whoever loves God must love their brother and sister. I'm going to tell you, I'm still somewhat struggling with the concept that God might actually need my help at all, because I know me, and I know that God knows me. So I struggle. (laughs) I'm still struggling with the idea that God might actually need my help at all. But I know that we've made a mess of what God has created in and what God has created out of love. We've made a mess of it. We've messed messed it up. So we are the ones who need to fix it. And let me close by saying this. if anyone anyone has been hurt by the church you weren't accepted you were turned away you were rejected you were told that you were of the devil on behalf of the church as a minister of the gospel as an ordained minister in three presbyterian bodies Let me say to you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if we ever rejected you. I'm sorry that we didn't see you. I'm sorry that we didn't hear your cry. I'm sorry that we didn't love you the way the Lord wanted us to love you. I'm sorry. Now I know that there are churches in this world who would say that they're not. I know, I've got colleagues. What I mean by this, I've got there are other ministers in this world who would say that they're not. but I believe that they all are struggling with love. Because had we let love lead us all along, do me a favor and and just ignore your church etiquette for a moment and look around in this room. Look at all the different faces in this room. Had we let love lead us all along, the church would have always looked like this. Ignore your church etiquette again, would you please? Look around in this room. Look at all of the women in this room, the women who are in roles of leadership, Women who are sitting wherever they want to sit in here. Not all in the back with all the men in the front. Had we allowed love to lead us all along, every church would look like this, would look like this. No one would be afraid to come to the church if we allow love to lead us all along. No one would have to hide who they were or who they are if we allow love to lead us all along. Because one thing that love doesn't do is judge folk. Amen lights. Amen walls. Because love knows that there's really only one judge. only one and it's not us it's not us so if we truly have the love of God then I think that love would tell us to stop rejecting folk stop telling folks that you don't fit in here or stop making people feel like they don't fit in here And God's been saying this for a very long time. So maybe I need to work on my theology a little more. I'm not afraid to do that. Because maybe God really does need us. Love really does need us to make this true. In Jesus' name yeah I'm sorry in love's name be blessed today amen we will be at the door to greet you just the same so here is the charge help the Lord out would you help the Lord out help love out by sharing and giving god's love to everyone now may the grace of god the love of christ the sweet communion of the holy spirit rest rule abide in each of us now and forevermore amen god bless you thank you for coming today thank you for joining us online